You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Back in the Playoffs podcast, podcast, podcast. All right, man, before this road trip, uh, four-game road trip, two games against the Sharks, Got a game against the Kings and the Ducks. Daryl sets a goal for the team that by Christmas to be back into a playoff spot. And by golly, they are. They get seven out of eight points. They don't do it really in that convincing of a fashion. I guess you I guess they played two two pretty solid games against the Sharks. They put up a lot of goals. Probably. Should have squeaked one out against the Kings if fucking good old Hubert out there would, uh, you know, shoot in front of the net when he's all put it into an empty net. It's like, how are you trying to better your position? You're all alone in front. No one's around you. It's mono a mono with the goalie. It's not gonna. You're not gonna create a better position than that. Unless you're fucking Sid Crosby or fucking Wayne Gretzky. Apparently you're not. All these little fucking drop pass between the legs. legs Spinning around. Spinning around. Cross eyes. Forcing it through feet. Like. Just shoot. I I think I tweeted after the game something to the effect of like, dude, he's not even that great at passing. Stop it. (laughs) Stop it. Like right, if he was many, so good at passing, these crazy passes would, you know, work. How many of these forced passes are leading to turnovers on a daily basis right now? Like, stop it. And it wasn't, it wasn't even that he hit the, the obvious one was the chance he had right in front of the net all alone. Literally nobody around him in three on three overtime where he decides to pass it behind him for some reason. But he had three or four looks in that. Oh, in that three-on-three that he should have shot and didn't shoot. It was insane. Well, he has another opportunity, a lane, direct lane to the net. He's only eight feet away. He's on his forehand. You have a a chance to pick a corner. No, I think I'll just open myself back up and just lob one over to Rass. I think the puck's bouncing when Rass gets it. He can't corral it and and dish it down. Comes down two-on-one, game over. Gee, it would be nice if the other team would pass themselves into turnovers. Wouldn't that be fucking nice? Well, and Daryl said, like, he was like, difference was their best players uh, shot it into the net. <laughs> their top goal scorer <laughs> shot the puck into the net. Yeah. What's the difference tonight, yeah. Daryl? He said, well, their I think it was a shot it into the net. Yeah, it was a pretty, uh, pretty, you know, well-played game other than the fact of not shooting in overtime. Yeah, that was annoying. And like, man, this guy's been doing this for weeks. 
like all the kind already. of yeah all the kind of like goodwill he kind of been building up with like hey he's getting some points like he's had two or three over time he scores a, a breakaway goal what was it against uh the kings right early that game? In the same game yeah thank god there was nobody coming dude you could even see he's kind of like looking he's like who can i pass this to Thank God, because we've seen him do this already. He's had a partial breakaway two or three times in the last three weeks where he elects to stop up and pass it to the other team. Well, and the stopping up thing, that's what bugs me. Is like, And there was a play like this last night against the Ducks too where um, he has a step. I don't know who the Ducks defenseman is because I don't know who any of the Ducks defensemen are because they suck, but he's got a good step. And, like, if he takes three or four strides, he's gone. Breakaway. Easy. No problem. But instead, he takes, like, two strides. Like you said, he opens himself up or, like, look, like totally looks for the pass, cuts back, stops up, completely kills all his speed. Just a very weird and annoying habit he has. Oh, it's bad. I mean, like it's, it's, it's that. that's what Daryl's been saying. He's got to pick it. He's got to start playing with more pace. Like, it used to... If memory serves me correct, everybody used to be really annoyed when Johnny would like stop up at the blue line and curl back. But I was like, this guy's like doing it even worse. It's like all every he's single doing play. fucking breakaway. He's got a partial breakaway. He's got two feet on the on the defender. If he jets it and cuts to the net, he could make a move. Now I think he'll just stop up and pass to the other team. That's what's that's what's really bog bogging my mind is like finding pass, trying not- to for passes that aren't even there. Yeah, it's not even like he's giving up a clear-cut shot on net to make a potentially better play. He's not even completing these passes. Like they're they're mostly what the, what percentage of these 80-90% yeah. are just turnovers. Mm-hmm. Like that is infuriating. Fucking lost us the game. Yeah, and and it was annoying because that was a game that felt like a turning like I haven't seen the Flames play that well after they got down two to start the period. Um yeah, it was a great comeback. Like they turned that, they that four like minute the flurry. Yeah. That four minute flurry, you're like, why can't you just play like this? It's too exhausting. Cause I think you're gonna gain energy if you're just dominating their team. Like you got they so were, much momentum. Yeah. They were awesome. They were so all over the puck. Haven't seen them that good in a really long time. Um yeah they could have scored like five goals there and they actually <laughs> yeah I don't know. Fuck. So it was just kind of you you win three of four, but it feels like it feels like the last two kind of were just like you left something on the table. Oh, all right. Um, it's been a bit since we recorded last. We've been in the hustle bustle of the fucking Christmas season and this and that, and then you you know you you lose one against Vancouver in a shootout. You have probably the Again, we're saying this every week, the worst game of the year against St. Louis. So then you say, well, you better throw something together for this road trip. And then they they beat the Sharks twice in a row. But all along the way, you're like, well, we still got to like, sure we could record after the Sharks, but we got to kind of see what how this road trip is going to end before we get a really good, good take. There's too much yo-yo happening. So at least we got a good break here. We can analyze what we've seen the last week and a half. Oh, I mean, it's it's uh, that last week, the road trip, that's that's pretty much what you needed to do. You probably could have had eight points, should have had eight points, man. Like, mm-hmm. 
Like you're all in front of the fucking net. God, I still can't get over that. There's a screenshot of it that's just ridiculous. I'm going to send it to you later. He's just literally like, he's two feet from the crease. And (laughs) And he's got his stick between his legs and the puck behind him. Fuck off. Being on social media, there's a lot of uh, Florida fans, actually, because Flames fans were up in arms after that. Like, that was... Absolutely ridiculous. That was completely. There's a lot of Florida fans that came into the conversation saying, "Yeah, see, this is <laughs> this is what he does." A lot of times, you're like, "Just shoot the fucking puck, UB." But after the game, he his comments. What did you think of his comments? Because he he felt like an idiot, which he should have. Good. You should feel like you a fucking are, idiot. It's stupid thing to do. You are an idiot, so you should feel like an idiot. I kind of expected him to have like eight or nine shots on net last night. And boy, he sure didn't. But okay, I'm looking at the photo right now. Yeah, that's absolutely absurd, dude. I liked his comments afterwards, though. At least he like, you know, said, I got to shoot that. It's like, yeah, you do. So remember that next time. So why didn't you have like 40 shots against Anaheim? You should have been shooting from center against Anaheim. This is only a three-day break. We got Edmonton coming up. Holy yeah, shit. it's not a huge break, man. Not a huge break. These guys like, better fucking you, you stay have focused. To beat the Oilers, you fucking have to because this is the last game you play against the Oilers. And, and then you have Seattle. Oh man, so two. These are two huge games because if you, you look at the a- schedule, there's not a lot. There's not as much divisional play as you would expect. This last time they play the Oilers, they play the Kraken later in the season when things. May or may not be settled, but shit, dude, you got it. The thing is, and yeah, they started doing it a bit this week, but blowing the L game, LA game didn't help. It's like at some point they have to start climbing the division, climbing the standings. It well, can't and be taking, like, taking care of your own division, yeah. right? Like you got Edmonton, Seattle, Vancouver this week coming up. Three teams in your own division. These are this is probably the big. This is definitely your, the biggest week of your of your season so far. Three divisional mm-hmm. games. Edmonton is neck and neck with you. Seattle's ahead of you. You don't want Vancouver to catch up with you. You already lost a game to them last week. Oh, fuck. I hate I, – I get terrified when I see Edmonton coming up on the schedule, man, because I know that they're going to be – they're bringing their A game every time against us. I mean, the hatred isn't as big as it was, but fuck, are they – their goaltending sucks, eh? Like, look at, like, the amount of I don't of understand how they're so bad when they have, like, they have, like, it's just unreal. You look at McDavid has 30, he has 30 goals. It's December, <laughs> and he has 30 goals. He has, like, five more goals than Huberto has points, and they're still bad. T- I don't I'll understand. Tell you, I'll tell you why. Their goaltending tandem is worse than Smith and Koskinen. Yeah, at least Smith would go on those runs where he was unbelievable. It's worse. They're they're current. <laughs> their current tandem is worse. Who are they going to play against us? Skinner or fucking? Oh, Skinner you gotta think Skinner plays. Oh yeah. Did you see the goalie in last night? Just fucking bounces Stuart off. Stuart with the bed. Anyways, I don't want to fucking 
make fun of them too much. No, they always cream us, which is like, that's uh, to me. Okay. That's what I'm always thinking about. And it's probably a bad frame of mind, but I'm like watching last night. I'm like, if we were playing the Oilers right now, they'd be fucking creaming us. We can't, the only people who can score are Brett Ritchie and Michael Stone. Michael Stone. That's it. What are you going to do when you have to play the Oilers in the playoffs? You're going to get murdered. We better see Huberto pick it up here for the next game. Yeah, and I mean, you kind of started to see him. He's been around it more, for sure. But man, oh yeah, man. he has. He has. He really I needs I to get uh... to another. The the thing is, again, it's not rocket science to figure this out. That like at some point, your best players need to be your best players on a nightly basis if you're going to make any significant dent in in the season this year or in the playoff. That's just kind of the bottom line. Because you can't like, yeah. I th- yeah. I think the other guys have done fun. an okay job. Like wait, like, and I'm not just saying Huberto. Like, where's Monchipani been? You guys, freaking falling off he, the face of the earth. Does he still play hockey? What teams he play? Seriously, but right like at some point the stars have to be stars, or you're not gonna win jack shit. All right, let's have a conversation about these new lines. Um, when did they? When did he go with? When did he put? Was it for the road trip? So, yeah, so Phillips played two games and has been a scratch for the rest of eternity. Um, And then it was for the road trip. I think it was the, the, uh, it was the first game of the road trip. No, no, it was the second game. Okay. Because Lucic scores the goal (laughs) in the first game and then he got promoted. So it was the second game of the road trip. Yeah, but he had Hubie and Kyrie. He had Mangipani on that line. Okay. And then Rzichka with Backlund and Coleman. And then the fourth line was some combination of Lewis, Richie, and Lucic. So as of right now, the Lions are Lindholm, Dubé, and Toffoli. Lucic with Hubie and Kadri, And then Monty Pony back with, with uh, Coleman and Backlund. Right? Yeah. yeah, that's right. All right. I mean, hey, this is... Uh, this is what... what uh, we and I we're, we're clamoring for here was let's put these two together. We haven't seen it yet. It's working so far. I mean, the, the other nice thing about putting those two together, Hubie and and Cadre, is that you can reunite Mangiapane with with uh, Backlund and Coleman because we know we we know we've seen yeah. that line have success, and they're doing their little buzzsaw thing. They got to get more pucks to net though, and they got to bury some fucking goals. Yeah, I think like um, in the game against LA, or no, it was the San Jose game. They had like each of them had like eight or nine shot attempts apiece, and like combined like for five shots. They got to start getting some. They got to start turning those chances into goals. Yeah, because because that's when they're a real difference maker, and especially when they're playing below, supposedly below two two other lines. Like if they're your I second think... line and and doing that and not scoring, it's one thing. But it's like, hey, you're. you're 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 playing a little you're playing a little less down the depth chart even more so so you guys really have to you guys should be making the most of your minutes like i could see them uh potting a couple goals against the others because backland always brings his best that's yeah. that's one thing you get a lot about backland always brings his best against McNeck, Beard, and, and co and manju pawnee also typically plays well against the others so well the thing that's weird about manju pawnee just to kind of talk about him for a second is like i like He's it's so weird to me that he's been so 
like relatively ineffective. Just because yeah. like three, three, four years in a row, I he's been night in and night out. The Flames, one of the most consistent players every single night in touching every single aspect of the game, defensively, offensively, all over the place. But he's just, it's, it's weird. It's like if there was one guy I didn't expect to be regressing this year, it's him. He's, well, he's it's not like even the worst numbers of his career. Yeah. And that the thing is, is like it's one thing if you're not getting your your counting stats, right? Which I don't if, mind. Yeah. Yeah, but if his underlyings aren't there, meaning he's not driving play like we're used to, he's not doing the same kind of board work and corner work and down low work that we're used to, because that's really his bread and butter. Yeah. Right. So I don't know, maybe maybe a familiar line mate in, in Backland helps restore his game a bit. Like they've had a pretty good connection in the past. Those two, you think of some of those big goals that they've scored. So Dallas. for some reason, yeah, Dallas, even Nat, remember Nashville, they, yeah. they had the two goals that, so Winnipeg series in the bubble. They've done it before. And even Coleman's got to fucking contribute a little more, man. Yeah. Like, a little bit. I was, yeah, exactly. Like that's the thing. Like, like we, we need goals from these three. We need more goals from this line, especially if we're playing together on a line. These three players, we need more. Th- we need more goals from all three of them. Yeah, if you're going to be scoring by committee, as it looks like we're going to have to do this year, then you have to do it by committee, and guys like that need to bear down and and score some goals. So, I mean, rolling into the new year, I would if I'm if I'm Daryl and for the hope for for this line, I would keep these guys together for a long yeah. stretch here. And give them a shot to kind of build that, rebuild that chemistry that we've seen in the past, because this line needs to be effective. And I mean, they're doing it on the defensive end of the game. But like you said, if you're if you're getting a mix of matchups on that third line, and some of it is against the top end, but some of it's probably against the lower, if because uh, the other team's not going to want to match up against you then they have to make hay. Like, they have to be able to contribute offensively. Like, probably their goal should be get a goal, contribute at least one goal a game. Like, that should be their fucking benchmark. Yeah. like Between the three of them. Against the Sharks, they were, they were like, in that, I think in this first game, they were all over it. Or in the second game, shot attempts, or scoring chances were, like, 9 nothing. High danger chances were, like, 5 nothing with those three on the ice. But they didn't score, right? Yes. Against, yeah, against San Jose, that, against, that. who was in net? James Reimer? Like, they played a perfect game other than scoring a goal. And in a game like that, you didn't really need it. You scored five or seven goals, but you some you just need to start converting on those chances. Like, why isn't Manji Pony scoring? It's really weird. I don't I don't understand. The thing that's more concerning to me is like, and since he's been on with Backland, obviously his defensive numbers have been better, but he's been like He's been on the ice. I think last I looked at, he's been on the ice for more high danger scoring chances against than any other Flames forward. Like that is completely uncharacteristic of his game. I, I he's never had underlying numbers worse than this. It's it's very odd. I'm not sure what's going on. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I mean, he's he um, has been playing with new players all season long till now. So I don't know if that's been a factor, and maybe he just hasn't gelled with anybody. So I don't know, but they got to get him going, man. Like uh, this, we can't, we have a hard time scoring goals. Like a lot of nights were freaking chore. A lot of nights we're sitting there with one or two goals well into the game. You're just like, fuck, we need to, we need another goal. Like bad. If we're going to, 
if we're going to win this game, somebody is going to have to score again. Like that's this is kind of like the nightly uh, mantra we keep telling ourselves is, gee, I get I mean, we're, we're in the game. Yeah. It's either 2 1 or 1 2 or 2 2 or whatever it is. It's like we need that third goal. Like somebody's oh, going like to have to step up. Right? Last night, the Kings, same thing. Right. You're up 2 1 against the Ducks. It's like, can somebody just put this game away? Like just it put it same, away. Right. Like it's, it's the, same, the Ducks. It was the same thing against the Sharks, second game, because you were tied 2 2 for the longest yeah, time. That's right. You're like, someone's going to have to push this thing forward. Cotter gets you one. But like we need uh like in this I I look to this line, man, this third line, like these guys need to start chipping in, especially when we're when we're needing a goal. Like like you said, it's gotta be by committee, but every line's gonna have to do it. You can't just be Brett Ritchie and fucking Michael Stone every night. How are the Oilers in a playoff race for a team who's like scoring? Like you look at this game log for last night, Richie and Stone have our goals. It's like McDavid has 30. We're relying on Richie and Stone. But I think the one guy to me, again, I you mentioned him. Manjapani's been disappointing, but I think Coleman is like when he came over here from Tampa Bay, I remember looking at all of his numbers and I was like, this guy should is gonna pop off in, in Calgary because a lot of his like just just goal scoring rates were great. He was like one of the highest goal scorers per 60 minutes in the league. And it was just like, hey, he should in an elevated role be able to score more. He's got five goals this year. You need yeah, a little fuck. more. You need a little more. You need you need more. twenty. You need at least twenty goals. From you need twenty from him a year. You need at least fifteen goals from Backlund, twenty goals from Coleman. You need probably twenty five from Andre Bonnie. So I mean, that line has to contribute at least fucking. Yeah, like Monch has seven goals this year. Yeah, fuck. Sheesh. All right, let's go. Like, what have, what have your thoughts been on on the Huberto and Cadre tandem? I like it more than I've liked any other tandem I've seen with Huberto this year. Yeah, me too. And I mean, it's not even like it's not even like at this point you're you're spreading your your wealth through the lineup by splitting no. him and Lindholm. There's, There's no, no wealth. <laughs> so you're just looking for something, anything. But yeah, they have crumbs. They have had a. A good little connection. The Lucci Ching is currently working. We'll see how long that lasts for. Isn't it? Um, it was, dude, it was hilarious. So, myself included, right? Like, everybody is freaking railing on Daryl for putting Lucci not only back in the lineup and he scores finally, but then he gets promoted like instantly after like being terrible all year. He gets one goal, gets promoted. Then he sets up the game winning goal and scores the insurance marker. And Daryl's just like, dude, like. Sometimes Daryl's like, oh man, he's just such, he's such a, you know, he, you can tell he's just like, see, told you. Fuck you guys. It's it just unbelievable. Can the, it can be the most unorthodox, stupidest thing you've ever fucking seen. And everybody bitches and moans because then it doesn't work for two days and then it goes off. So I don't know. It's, it is pretty funny. But I mean, with Kadri and yeah, with Kadri, I, I don't know if that's necessarily a long term. No, and I yeah. solution, but well, and the thing is with Daryl is like I know everyone thinks it's him about him loving Lucic. I think it's based on how he's played and rolled out Rizicka. I feel like it's more of a message slash challenge to Rizicka to get his game back up to a level that Daryl likes. Um. Because I don't think it's just about, oh, Lucic is a good fit with these guys. I think it's about 
getting Razich get a play better and maybe, you know, even though he's been, I guess, in my opinion, fine. But I always remember like Craig Conroy talking about how Daryl, one of Daryl's strengths, like I've heard Versteeg, we've heard Versteeg say this about a guy like Quenville is like just knowing what buttons to push and being the master like manipulator on the bench with the guys on the bench, right? So whenever Daryl makes a roster move like that, I kind of trust that he's he knows what he's doing. Um, yeah, well, he's he's usually what right like now what ninety percent of the time, like he's he's just gonna he's gonna yeah. pretty good pretty good average there, exactly. But I mean, Kadri and Huberto, I think that's like we we I'm surprised they didn't start with that because I don't know it's become incredibly evident that Jonathan Huberto does not want to carry the puck anywhere on the ice, so he needs to play with somebody who does do that, and Kadri does do that, and Kadri shoots a lot too, so I think. That's a good thing. Yeah. If you're Daryl and you're and you're Huberto, you gotta you know what you just said. I'm gonna say what he doesn't want to do is play drive. He wants to sit back and play make, but he's not doing that because you gotta play drive to play make. Like you can't just get the puck, stop moving your feet, just straddle and glide into the zone and do a little stick handle back and forth and wait for something to happen. Wait for a seam to open up. Like, no, you have to make, you have to create those fucking seams. You got to drive some play there, bud. You can't just fucking, it's, it's, it's hard to watch. I mean, like you said, he's, he's kind of turning around a bit, but dude, take the puck to the net. Act like you're going to shoot and then maybe pass. You know how easy it is to defend or like, oh, this guy's going to yeah. do this pass. Like, 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 he's going to stop moving his feet and look for a pass. Yeah, like there's certain players like a you know if I'm playing three on three on a weekly basis, there's certain players you know that are, are gonna always look for the pass first. So easy to defend. You know exactly what they're gonna do. When you know what a player is going to do, it makes it pretty easy to defend, relatively speaking. All right. Like that's the great thing about Crosby. Best playmaker in the league. I don't know if he still is, but was for the last decade and a half. Best playmaker ever other than Gretzky. But what's he going to do? He'll fuck you up. He'll shoot and fuck you up and score. He'll deke through you. Or he'll make the sickest pass you've ever seen. Like, you don't know what's coming. With Huberto, he's not doing the fucking former. You know what's coming by by center ice when he's got the buck. Yeah. It's just like, okay, he's going to look for somebody. He's not a threat to do anything else. You don't even have to necessarily take away the lane to the net. So he's got to fucking flip his role here and just like, you got to start taking the pucks to the net sometime. You start driving play. Like if you're Huberto, mentally switch from trying to make plays just to drive play. Cause that's how you, that's how plays are going to open up and then he's going to be able to make plays. He's got to fucking, it's crazy. Well, yeah. And like I think, other, yeah, like he's just the habits he has, like just seem to conflict with how this team. You know, I'm not saying he can't get there because just you look at the success a guy like Gaudreau had once he like, you know, started playing in a way Daryl wanted him to play. And it was just like the results came just like instantaneous. It was crazy. It was like, holy shit, he's he's never played better in his life. And if you were to just start doing some of those things, I think he'd find that too, right? Because that's what Daryl always says about points. He's like, you know, points will come if you're doing the things you're supposed to be doing on the ice. In the correct way. Remember when Johnny Gaudreau never used to shoot? 
Like there was uh, a time where you're just like, yeah. And then he started shooting and he had 40 goals. Yeah. Yeah. Like seriously. And 115 points. Weird. Like maybe that's part of, that could also be part of Daryl's strategy of putting Lucic up with, with guys like Huberto and Lucic. Yeah. Lucic is going to just North South. Like that's it. That's all he's doing. He's just playing simple hockey. He's not going to fucking make things any more complex with this East West fucking. It's not even like Huberto does East West. He yeah, just he fucking just, he just he going around in the neutral he, zone is what he does. He gets to the to the ozone and stop short. Stop short. Tries to force a pass through some legs. So what he needs to start doing is getting because you know what like. People say like, "Oh, the system's hampering his creativity." Blah blah blah. It's like, what creativity? I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. Because if if you really want to get down to meats and meat and potatoes of like how Daryl wants to play, get the puck in the ozone as fast as possible and keep it there for as long as possible. Don't screw around in the neutral zone. Get it, get it in. Go get it if you have to dump it in. Then you can get to work in the offensive zone. Hey, how many three on threes have we seen in the last three weeks? Five. How many plays has Huberto made three on three? You're telling me fucking his creativity is stifled? He can't even fucking do anything three on three. It's not fucking the system. It's the player. It's it's him between the ears and him not doing the things that he should be doing. All right. The top line has uh, actually Dubé up there has, has actually. Please let caught. this be the last time. Please let this be Dylan Dubé from now on. They've started to go off, which. Now that Dubé is going off, we keep saying this. It's probably a good sign he's about to get canceled, yeah, um, or suspended, or whatever. Whatever is going to happen, but it would just be fitting that finally, once he starts to fucking contribute and produce on a nightly basis, that that's when this will happen for the Flames. <laughs> but but regardless, easy. regardless, that top line um, looks dynamic right now. Lindholm is finally, you know, coming into form. There's a stat out there like he's had more. Yeah, more... he has more points through 30. Well, I guess not through 34 games, but through 33 games, he has more points um, this year this than season. he did last year. Which is nuts. It's crazy, right? Defoli has been fucking great as of late. Defoli is quickly becoming like my favorite. Did you see the Flames put out a little video today about like, what would you get Daryl Sutter for for Christmas? And all the guys are like, oh, I don't know, something for the farm, maybe a trip. And Foley's like another Stanley Cup ring. We both need another one of those. Nice. Fucking beauty, eh? But Dubé's been, please just like let this be. I don't want Dubé to like disappear now. For like, cause like this is like, he's teased us with this before many times. You know, it's like, holy shit. That guy could be a legit top six player. And then he dips for two, three, four weeks. He's got 14 points in his last 14 games, I think. Super fast, using his speed to his advantage. That was, I think, something Dubé has kind of, you know, done in the past yeah. where it's like he's just skating around real fast, not really doing much. He's just, he could be such an impact player if he put, once he puts all of his, his skill set together. He's fast, he's physical, he's strong, he's skilled. I just hope this yeah. is, I hope he can string. You know, start start turning this into like legitimate consistency for the first time in his career. He seems to have a bit of an innate chemistry with Lynn Holman and to fully. Maybe it's maybe it's just a flash in the pan, but 
like you said, hopefully this is, I mean, these lines right now, I can see these well, outside of the Lucic thing. These being um, lines that we can stick with for a while. Yeah, for sure. If you see, this is the thing, like if Huberto and Kadri's going, but if Huberto was going, like if Huberto was playing as he should be playing, this team would be looking real good. Dude, if the power play could get you a goal. How about a, a shot? How about a shot? How about an entry? How about a face-off win? How about a set play? How about a one-timer? I like how they had success for like one or two games. And look what the success was. It wasn't shots lobbed from the point, floating them in there with nobody in front right into the goaltender's glove. It was fucking cross crease one time options. Is this the worst power? Because like I remember back when Dave Cameron was running the power play, like I think he was with was he with Galton or was he with Hartley? But it was it was it's always been bad. You know what? Like it takes a lot for me to miss Jeff Ward. You're making me miss Jeff Ward's power play, Kirk Muller. Like this is so bad. See, and the thing is, is like. As a fan base now, we're we're expecting nothing. As we a team, as a team, nothing. you get the power play. You're like, yeah, as if we're going to score on this. Yeah, can we fast forward? Can we just? Is there another option? Can we just have a, a offensive zone face off five on five instead? Like, it's so bad. I mean. We're sitting here talking about, yeah, yeah, third line. They got to contribute. We, like, we're stuck at two goals. We're stuck at two goals. We need goals. We need more goals. How about just fucking fix the power play? I don't understand why somebody on the ice doesn't just be like, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to do How, something here. Like, you watch the power play. They always lose the face-off. Face-off like loss. 100%, 100% of the time. time. It's not even 99.9. It's 100% of the time lose the face-off. Every single fucking goddamn time. Their zone entries are getting a bit better with Lindholm now dishing it off. Like Lindholm and Cotter should or Dubé should be guys with speed should be carrying it through the. I still don't understand why Huberto can't do it. Like he's incapable of carrying the puck. He's your most skilled player. Like I don't understand. Because well, he gets the puck and he can't move his feet at the same time. Like this <laughs> guy should just spend a week chewing bubblegum walking. Like try and figure it out, bud. Ugh. It's getting on my fucking nerves. Ugh, that's good. And then like the setup. I don't understand. Like, like you watch this power play. They're just all they do is try and take shots from the perimeter. And it's and like, dude, it's all you do. You either perimeter shot from the flank or perimeter shot from the point. They're I like, you don't. What is it. what is the setup? So they they have Rasmus Sanderson, who can't for the life of him do a one time pass to somebody. He has to just sit there. Stick handle a few times, then dish it off. Wait till the other guy's set up, then dish it off. Right? They can't move it around the horn fast. And even if they get some movement from the penalty killers, they just still want to work it around the seams. And everybody's on their fucking strong side. Like, get a fucking one-time option set Here's up. My, the biggest problem is nobody is moving. Nobody, like, because if you have this 1-3-1 set up, which everybody sets up as... And you have to have somebody moving. Watch what the Oilers do. Watch what any good power play does. Like, nobody is moving. Well, it's because it's the cross-ice passes that open things up, that make everybody move. 
There's no, and they don't do that. Moving, nobody in the bumpers moving to open up a cross seam pass. That's the thing. There is no cross seam passes because nobody's no. doing anything oh. to make those open up. All the, duck, the, the ducks who are terrible. You know what they do? You stand here. You stand in the middle, and if that's how you defend the flames. You just stand there. You don't even have to move. Pass it up, down to the half words. And back I mean, up, may, this maybe kind of works last, like when you have a guy like Matthew Kachuk who is so elite in front of the net at tipping, at banging in rebounds, and just making plays on the goal line. But you have to make a change right now. This is not working. What I don't understand is like. Michael Stone has an absolute bomb. Yeah, exactly. You've seen it earlier in the game. Look at his shot. It's so hard. He gets it off so fast, and it's the most accurate shot we have from up on the blue line. Like, Noah Hannafin can't hit the net for the life of him. Dude, Noah Hannafin can't even handle the puck for the life of him at the blue line. Rasmus Anderson usually shoots it right into the glove. Like, that's is he aiming for the glove? So if you want to funnel it from the top, why wouldn't they put the stone up there? Like it's exactly. apparent. It's apparent. Your only fucking play is to lob it from the blue line. Why not bomb it from the blue line? If you want to play this old ass, outdated 1990s power play setup where you're just blasting from the point, put somebody who can blast it from the point for a change. Like seriously, if the power play could get you a goal a game, all our prayers are answered. All of them. What did they go over four last night? What did they? When did they not go over four? It's over four every fucking night. It's literally a miracle when they score a power play goal. The Foley gets one against uh, against LA. Gets you back in the game. I mean, it has to be a perfect shot. That's where they're shooting from, top of the circles. Not even, not even in front of the goalie. It's always off to the side. Yep. Like that's where we're getting our shots from. You need to have a per- good thing. Holy God, had a had a perfect shot there. That's what you need—a perfect shot. It's just really, and I don't understand why Dale can't say to Muller, "Like, hey, what are you doing?" Like, I I just don't. Oh. Understand. It's such a weakness, and it's going to kill this team because I still You're have not PTSD. enough goals. Otherwise, yeah. I still yeah. have PTSD from freaking like way back from 2006, the Flames played the Anaheim Ducks in the first round, and they were a similar team to the team this year. It's like they really had a hard time scoring goals. They played pretty sound five-on-five hockey, couldn't score goals. You get to get you get to game seven, you get to a game seven against any team, and you have this much trouble scoring goals and this much trouble scoring goals on the power play, and it's a coin flip. You have to fix this. This cannot continue to be not only a weakness, but like a complete and utter disaster. Like it's it's beyond a weakness. It's literally, yeah. It's losing you so many games and losing you like, so many points. Like how many in all of the, how many games have they lost in overtime? Like eight or seven. Let's say you get a power. Those are all one goal games. Let's say you get a power play goal in three of those. You have three extra points and you're comfortably in a playoff spot as opposed to just barely. That's hanging six. On that's six extra points, bro. That's three more wins. Easy. Like. You hear the stat every every fucking night. Oh yeah, the get the most one goal games. Even the coach. Oh yeah, we just need that one extra goal. Like this team's whole, whole fucking mo right now is we need one extra goal. Like that's we have a hard time getting over that one extra. Score some fucking goals on the park play, and it's like it's not even like it's a difficult fix. 
It's not even like, no. oh, we just don't have the personnel to be able to make cross yeah. ice passes. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, we have the fucking guy who apparently is the fucking best playmaker in the league. Set the Can't make a cross ice pass. pass? Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing, fucking, too. Like, like, look at all these players that can make fucking passes across the ice. I don't understand the setup. Why? Are, why? It's so high. Like, and if, if you look at the goals we've scored, this the the little tiny amount we've success we've had on the power play. It's most. It's been, what ninety percent. I don't know. Like fuck. We're we actually have scored goals going cross ice one time cross crease. It's so dangerous when you go cross crease. Have you so seen dangerous. the Flames make one play like McTavish scores that one timer last night? Have they made one play like that? One. And no, it was but I've, I've and seen, he scored the goal against Arizona. I've seen thirty one other fucking teams do it on a nightly basis because I watch the highlights every night. Go watch the highlights. Every other fucking team is doing it. We are not doing it. And our power play sucks. Make the and fucking connection. Like, like what, I don't understand. I, like At what point? The setup is it's, one thing. There's never any passing lanes. But it's like Hubert, like, at least when Gaudreau was around, it was like you, you clearly saw Gaudreau ran the power play. He had the puck all the time. Hubert doesn't even touch the puck on the power play. No. Neither does Kadri. It's literally it's, it's literally Anderson. Anderson has the puck for the whole length of possession, and they blow it around the horn, and then it comes to Anderson, and he's in control. Run your power play through supposedly the best passer in the league, and maybe you know move open a passing lane. Well, you look you look at what they a have. A lot of times, a lot of times they they. <laughs> They finally have a little bit of a open space, and then you get a, a pass right into the skates. Yeah. It's like the guy's six feet away. The guy's six feet away. Don't pass it into his skates. Like the thing with the power play that I just cannot fathom is like there's no nobody is moving their feet. Everyone's just standing still, stationary. And the the whole point of the one three one setup is to have the forward who's like playing the bumper position to move around so he can open up passes in the slot, not just stand there in the high. Highest possible slot. Like, what are you doing? You're not screening the goalie. You're not moving. Watch any power play. They're moving. That's the only. That's that's how you create seams. Just move. Is that hard? That's hard. That hard of a fix. Move, guys. Move around a bit. I don't know. The coaching staff really needs to address this. Like, I don't understand why nobody ever asked about it either. Well, the like, media nobody follows up with Dar- nobody up goes follows up with Daryl and says, "Hey, so you said when your power play was going, you know, you were having things down low as opposed to everything up top. You haven't scored a like. Has that changed? What's the what's what's the strategy there? Is Kirk? Yeah, Moore- it seems it's it would appear that you're trying to do everything from up top again. Is that an intentional fucking thing? Please, media, somebody that can actually ask to address this with the coaching staff. Do it." It's the weakest fucking point of this team right now. I mean, we would have how many more points? If we scored five more power play goals, which would what? Just bring us up to the fucking 18th in the league? What are we, 23rd in the league right now? I think the power play percentage is 23rd. In that Detroit, the only <laughs> sandwich between Detroit and Arizona. 23rd. Our in the power league. play is as good as Arizona's. Look at our fucking personnel. Look at the fucking. Look at the people you have on the top unit. It's inexcusable. But then you look at the setup, you're like, well, they don't even have a setup. Like, why Why is... The, I don't even know what they don't... 
I don't even know what they're playing. Exactly. I don't don't know know what what they're trying to do. They don't have anything. They like literally watch the Flames power play. You can see when uh, what other teams try to do. And I mean, even last year it was like, hey, they're trying to do the high, low, high play that I never really liked, and it wasn't cross ice. But you can tell what other teams are trying to do. At least you don't know what the Flames doing. They pass around the horn, lob a few shots in, hope for a rebound, hope for a tip. That's what they do. Literally, that's it. So if you're Daryl, you have to you have to address this. I don't know, set a goal to be in the, at least the top 15. I mean, well, I think I've heard it before, coaches, and I think Daryl's yeah, even done Darryl it. Daryl says You want to be in a top 10 in your penalty kill in the league and top 10 in your power play in the league. How is this not being addressed? Daryl fucking knows. And, yeah. Daryl knows this shit. You're 23rd in the league. This is as bad as fucking the uh, Arizona Coyotes power play. Who do they have on their team? Clayton, Clayton Keller, that's the only guy I can name off the top of my head. You so bad, man. All I, I, they know, I know they have Keller. That's it. Like, that's... Fuck. Yeah, it's unacceptable. Even just with the two names you would have caught and you'd expect your power play being better than the fucking Arizona Coyotes. And, I mean, we're not even talking like, oh, it's got to be tough. You got to get up this. It's like, could you score five more goals? How about one more goal? How about what? You start Fuck. with one. But seriously, if you have five more power play goals and all these one goal games, you got at least three more wins. That's at least six points higher up in the standings. You're probably actually in the top three in the in the division now. Get the fucking power play working. It's literally the only thing. Like if you if you fix that, you fix 99% of your problems. The media has to start grilling, man. And hey, f- like fans, we have an impact too. Like we did it with Phillips. You saw it with Phillips. Start fucking making more noise with the fucking power play. It's fucking terrible. Everybody knows it. Start fucking making more noise. Like when when the power play, <laughs> when the flames get a power play, your very first thought is like, oh fuck, this is great. Oh, yeah, Complete great. waste of time. You, you know, you sit there wanting a power play sometimes, and then you get it, you're like, oh fuck, they're going to do something. They're better. It's buzzkill. Like They're better five on it's five. It's a fucking miracle. Like you said, yeah. it's a fucking miracle if they get a power play. Goal. It's like, oh, it doinked in off somebody. Oh, Toffoli made a perfect shot. They got to get within the top 15, um, I think, just to even fucking keep the playoff uh, playoff pitcher alive here. Like, they, if, they're, if their power play does not get better, do you see this team's uh, problems? Fix. We're oh. probably gonna just be the same fucking. This is every same every single night. It's really the same thing that's happening. Is right because of all these one goal games. And it's when you put yourself so... in a one goal game situation, okay, one mistake means your night is over, right? Like, so it's just like it's not a sustainable way to play hockey all season. This isn't two thousand four yeah. where you score a goal, yeah. kippers in net, and you just shut it down. Yeah, I mean we've gotten so complacent as a fucking fan base we just don't even expect it to do anything it's not okay it's really not like if you're media daryl's always harping about we need that one extra goal we need that one extra goal we need the game breaker we need the game breaker one extra goal hey coach you haven't fucking oh for four for the 20th time this season on the power play well that might be a good fucking thing to work on to get that one extra goal game you're looking for it's like where's like oh I get it. The media is covering games, but can we get some analysis at the same time? Projected onto the coach, like it's pretty clear. 
that a 23rd ranked power play that's is neck and neck with fucking Arizona. They play in a fucking college rink. Give me a fucking break. Yeah, it's, it's so like, fucking it's, frustrating. It's the most frustrating thing ever. It's like that's why I think after a four game, th- seven out of eight points, it's still we're sitting here like, man, that's annoying. Because watching well, two minutes, I mean, watching this play, this team play even two minutes on the power play is just infuriating. And it's like it's we, we've done it for so long now. Yeah, that now now people are just getting used to it. Yeah, it's like we're oh yeah, accept- power we're accepting sucks. it. Yeah. We're accepting it. Can we just get done with the power play and then try and tie the game up again? Like, like we have to fix this. It has to be fixed because you get into a playoff series. You get into a playoff series like this is like did the Oilers special teams not murder us in round two last year? All that, all those penalties, and even all the four on four. Dude, I which, can't stand again. Watching. We suck. We suck at now. Unless it's five on five or penalty kill, we suck, which is annoying. I used to like watching Oilers games on my on Flames nights off. Because watching them look so satisfying. I can't even watch because all I will yeah. see every single time when I tune into an Oilers game, oh, they just drew a penalty and then they score on the power play. In like five it's seconds. It's like their MO. Yeah. You see fucking McWiner <laughs> have a little hissy fit last night? That's my favorite watching he, him lose he, his mind. He flies into the neutral zone at blazing speed, cuts in front of the D-man, totally dives. Like he's looking for a he's looking for a call. When is he when not? Is that Hughes? Who's that Hughes? When is the whole team not? Like that's how the team plays. They just try and draw penalties. It's pathetic. McDavid cuts around, he's like leaning in, leaning in, and then he has his ass around the defender, and then his feet go forward. It's just it's like, dude, he didn't even touch you, he just jumped. He probably would have been better off trying to score. And then he's throwing a little hissy fit. He the literally falls down throwing a temper tantrum. Yeah. Remember when, like, that... Remember when, like... I don't understand why everyone, like... Because I remember Sid's... Remember Sid, it was like everybody was, like... Thought he was a whiner and stuff. When he was in the league for the first five years. Yeah. And he cooled it down and just, like, became, like, a total pro. And, like, I don't... Nobody ever criticized McDavid. And it's just... He's a whiny little bitch. Stop whining, Connor. You haven't won shit in this league, bud. Him and Leon, they lost the other night. I can't remember what game they lost, but did you see them go off the ice and they both just like slamming their sticks and having an absolute fit? Yeah. Love well, it. I would too, man. They what it's it's pretty funny because you Dude, it's hilarious. Every every game they lose, you look at the game stats, they both had like three points. <laughs> like literally they're the only two players on the team. They really need came back bad, dude. Dude, so again, McDavid has he has sixty six points. He has sixty six points. That's more than double of what anyone on our team has. He has thirty goals, and Drysidel has twenty one goals and fifty six points, and Nugent Hopkins is even having it. He's almost got twenty goals, and they're still just as bad as us. I don't understand. Like they, it's hilarious. Fucking hilarious, dude. All right, what's with all these posts, dude? Have you noticed this? Oh, How many did we have last night? Four? 
four last night, three the night before. I, every game I text you, I'm like, dude, we must be leaving. I don't know why somebody posts. doesn't track posts is, hit. It's really a dumb thing to not track. Is is there no stat? There's no stat of how many posts you hit. Come on, that's stupid. Isn't that lame? They got all these other stupid stats that you don't need. Fucking might as well have that want one. or need. I know. Well, I think it. I don't know. It's it's luck. Is it finishing ability? Probably a bit of both of those things. Yeah, it's a bit of both for sure. But at Pretty some good. point, you would think, can we just go post an in? Like, is you're off by a fucking half an inch? Some of those. Like the Tanev one, right? Yeah. You come like... down, you just went up one nothing. You're looking good. You're dominant. If you go up 2 nothing there, it's a different game. I mean, we went up 2 nothing later on, but you had so much momentum. If you can keep piling it on, come down, hit the fucking post. What, did they outshoot them like 600 to 3 in the second period there? Dude, they set a fucking franchise record. <laughs> And my 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 original my initial thought when I heard that because the, the the record was biggest shot differential in a period in franchise history, and I'm like, did they also set another another record for least amount of goals in that well, biggest see, shot differential? See, that's like, the thing. Is, yeah, but this isn't this is the nightly story as well. Well, oh, yeah, we outshot the opponent. Oh, it must be a hot goaltender. No, yeah, Dostal, who the Wrangler scored six goals on two weeks ago. It's amazing all these backup goaltenders just like it's so fucking hot, eh? If you want a legit fantasy hockey tip, every time the Flames play and they're playing a backup goalie, pick them up because you'll get a lot of saves and they'll probably win. So the easy fantasy hockey hack. But the, honestly, you, you like know, you know the goals against is gonna be low too. Goals against gonna be low, saves gonna be high because there's gonna be a lot of shots, a lot of perimeter shots. So you're gonna get good stats and maybe get a win. So it's a good fantasy hockey hack. But this is, is like actually a good tip. That's a good, like that's pretty much the um, exemplar of the difference between this year and last year, right? Because that was the mo of this team last year: dominate five on five, own the puck five on five, outshoot, outchance, outpossess the opponent every single night. But last year, you had guys who could put the puck in the net, right? That's the difference. We're that. That's really what it boils down to. Yeah. Well, but part of it too is like it's shot quality. And I mean, I remember we had this conversation for a while with, with the other team, the old team, with Johnny and, and them too. Because for a while they had the same problem. Way too much perimeter shit. Yeah. And we we even you know, we're talking about Johnny specifically because for a while there he was not going to the center of the ice. And as soon as he changed his game and started going to the center of the ice, the danger area and starting creating plays from there, the whole fucking thing opens up and now you're getting more quality opportunities, right? So I think, cause I mean, you know, we're following this trend of how, what Daryl sees and breaks down on an elite basis with this team. And one of the main things he's talking about recently is shock quality getting more chances from in front of the net. This team has to work harder to get to those positions. You're not going to fucking score. You're like, you're not going to score five goals a night shooting from the boards. You're not shooting from the shooting from the blue line. doesn't matter how many fucking shit you get a hundred shots. Maybe I guess if you get a hundred, you follow the numbers, but look, look at the numbers right now. 40 shots from the perimeter a night gets you about two goals. 
Like that, after a while, that's gonna be exhausting. Why not use a little more energy, get more fucking chances from the center of the ice? So at least Daryl is talking about it with the media, which means he's talking about it with his team. We're starting to see more goals. We're starting to see a bit of that play adjust. Five on five, I think we're getting better. Yeah. Well, I mean, you look at some of those goals against the Sharks. And I mean, I say that's what it boils down to in terms of like the, the shot quality versus shot quantity. But like a lot of that shot quality comes from getting extended zone time, right? Like, so like, okay, you're, you're firing pucks on net, but you're retrieving all those pucks. They're creating chances because you're playing fast. You're getting, you're making all those plays. Um, and I think some of those goals against the Sharks, right? Those were a result of extended periods of zone time or forechecking and pressuring guys into turnovers and doing things that lead to higher sc- quality scoring chances. Well, that four minutes against the Kings where you scored the yeah, two goals. exactly. There you go. You had you had eight fucking scoring opportunities. The goalie couldn't even stay in his net because you were just so tenacious. You were getting all those pucks. You were all sniffing around the net. Everything was – that's how they got to fucking play it. Maybe I'm sure Daryl fucking is going to take that snippet, right? Whatever they were doing, like, I don't even think this is exhausting. Dominating another team is not exhausting. You get energy from it. You know See, I mean? Yeah, it's, it's the exact opposite. You get, you yeah. feel trailing you. all the time and fucking. Exactly. That's exhausting. It's like, oh, we're down again. And I think. That's probably like you were saying last time, right? I think a good point was like last year, the top guys on the team set the table for everyone else and everyone feeds off of that. They yeah. go, shit, there's a dominant shift from those guys. We're up next. Let's go, right? Well, because they that's driving the bus. Yeah. I mean, you're starting to see some bus drivers here. You are offensively. So that's starting to change. You better fucking maintain Better not be just be because we played three of the worst. Yeah, it can't just because you played San Jose, who is like way worse than I thought they were. Actually, San Jose is terrible. Holy dude, their cow! Defense, we picked their defense apart. Holy yeah. shit! So, some these bus drivers keep driving the bus against Edmonton and Seattle. Please, it's a big wins, dude. Look, these it's are a huge big fucking wins. Ooh. All right, let's quickly go through these games. That Vancouver loss or shootout loss. <laughs> oh man, the the Canucks they come out to an early <laughs> an early lead again. It was a Mark Strumanet for this one. Like this is so yeah. weird. I think maybe he's bit that bullet finally. But dude, like how many goals? Like this, it was like seven games? or eight that he's let the first shot in. And I mean, again, that's a tip. Like the goal, that Horvat goal is like it's a tip. Dude, this is. You're like a quarter of the way into the season. Yeah. He, mean, had he had eight shutouts, shutouts by now last yeah. year. Eight shutouts, and now instead he's he's let a goal in the and first eight. shot eight times. <laughs> like the, that's that's been the comparing the two seasons. Yeah. So, anyways, you're down early. They find a way to come back. Um, I think they went up even in this game, didn't they? Yeah, you're up three two. Trevor and Lewis then, with uh. Hey, oh, Huberto, yeah, take sick. take uh, notes from Lewis, the Lou dog. That's how you drive yeah. to the net, maybe. Yeah, maybe model your game a little more after Trevor Lewis, who Huberto. has been phenomenal this year, by the way. Yeah, uh, they they tie it up. Dries, who don't know who that is, sure. Dries ties it up, 
And then, wow, what a shootout. Huberto miss. Dubay miss. Backlund miss. Can't score one goal in the shootout. Don't like your chances. Dude, I cannot believe whoever keeps thinking that Backlund is a – he has one career shootout goal in his entire life in 11 attempts. He's Wasn't it, was it this year? Then it was last year against Pittsburgh. No, remember? last year. It was like, finally, he scored one. First one ever. Don't ever put Backlund, the guy who is the worst. Hey, love a lot of what he does. Not a good finisher. Never put him in the shootout. I never want to see him in the shootout again. Not a clutch finisher. Clutch, not a finisher, period. They could they could have an empty net on the shootout. I'm not even sure Backlund could score on it. He wouldn't. And I mean, like, I understand Toffoli and Lindholm aren't really like shootout guys. So I kind of, everyone's like, oh, Lindholm's on the bench. Toffoli's on the bench. But like anybody but Backlund. Yeah, the St. Louis game you were at that they get booed off the ice. I think this was the Jesus. worst game. I've it was the worst seen. game I've seen in like five or six years. Yeah, well, well, they had some pretty bad. They had some pretty bad games. Remember, remember for a while there they were getting outshot twenty to nothing in the first period. That was in, that was with Ward. Yeah, that was fun against yeah, Ottawa. That was, that was fun. Yeah, I think we went to a game. It wasn't the season opener, right? Yeah. It was like eighteen to two, two not down, two nothing after the first period. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that was the LA game. At least they would come back in those games, though. They yeah. didn't stink for 60 minutes. Chucky would – that's when Chucky scored that sweet goal. That was funny, though, hey? Like, uh, I don't really know the storyline of this this uh, game other than them just – they stunk. But, it was bad. But you were there. Uh, give us a quick breakdown. Well, it was just – it was – the Saddle Dome has been pretty dead this year. Well, they're not very exciting, dude. It's just that's it's just so boring, right? Like, not much happens. Even in games that they win, it's just like it's a it's you have to be a real fan to watch every single night, right? Not a lot is going on. So I don't know. It was just like they sucked. It was so bad, and they, yeah, they got booed off the ice. It was brutal. It was a terrible was hockey funny. game. It was funny because uh, I hear them boo, and I'm like, I, you know, we you and I we text throughout the games yeah. usually. I text you like, did you boo? <laughs> you took a while to respond. I think you're probably getting your car and shit. 20 minutes later, like, yeah, I booed. <laughs> we we oh, were booing. Fuck. That was we were a booing. brutal hockey game. Like, I think in the first period, St. Louis out, like had like eight high danger chances. Holy oh, cow, it was bad. It was just like they didn't show and, up. And again, like. Well, it's just an effort thing, dude. Yeah. When your team fucking stinks and there's no effort, that's what. I mean, you paid to go watch that shit. Right? Like, it's like when Daryl says, we just need to get back to being honest, honest hardworking hard team. That's all you want. You go to the game, you just want them to put in a good effort, and they fucking sucked. Regardless of your skill level, just fucking put out a nice Exactly. Effort. Regardless of the outcome, make it at least an interesting game. Put Make sure the effort's there. Didn't have that. Like it was, the ice. it was so, like, Connor Mackey, you scored two goals, and they were both scored by Connor Mackey. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what I love. I love going to watch Connor Mackey play. Oh man! And this was another time. So early on in the game, Huberto has a has a pretty much breakaway. It was kind of partial. A, yep, it was partial because he like got the well, puck. Well, oh, but the thing is, put on the Jets, protect the puck, drive yes. the net, make something happen. No, I no. think I'll just stop short and turn the puck over and spin around. Stop short, spin around, turn it over. Surely, like, if pass I spin it to around, nobody. And chip it with my backhand in the middle. It's going to look good, right? So pretty much every home game now, 
because there was a a large shoot contingent. Usually there is, but there was oh, a fuck. audible. There was an audible like oh my like an audible fuck after he screwed that one up. So I think every game you go to now in the dome is like anytime Hiroto gets the puck, just just scream shoot. Oh fuck, I'm doing it. We're, we're going to be there for the New Year's game against Vancouver. I'll, I'll be fucking making a scene, everybody. Shoot the puck. Oh yeah. So that was that was hard to watch. As soon as he gets it, probably from the reds red line in, I'll be yelling shoot. Oh for three on the power play. Oh, you don't say. Really? And then, Shocking. Yeah. Shocking. It was funny because they just kind of get Mackie gets them back into it. <laughs> Mackie gets them back into it. And then like literally on his next shift, he goes from zero to hero to zero in this course of like three minutes. Yeah. Nice try there, bud. Man, do we miss Shilly? Oh, dude, I think at this point Brad's gonna have to get under D man, dude. Yeah, you ha- you have to. You you can't because yeah, this up, man. Because even Daryl after well, the Kings game, yeah. He's like, well, we had we had five defensemen that were good. <laughs> and then he even he even <laughs> named off names, eh? He named <laughs> he, then he named them all. <laughs> name, so, yeah. name. It's so funny when he does that. But it's true, man. Like oh, Stone, yeah. like but at least Stone responded. Right? He gets you a big goal last night. But it's stone. I mean, he is what he is. Yeah, and you you like, see, he's like, not a he's yeah. not a defensive. he's not an everyday NHL guy. No, he's he exactly. I think he's very valuable on your team in a seventh defenseman role. He can come in. He can't play every night, dude. Especially against top tier teams, like fuck. Yeah, he's gonna get eaten alive back there. And he has been. I think to me, like the other thing that's like. <clears throat> I don't know, like Hannafin and Anderson have been so all over the place. Yep. You know, like, man, I don't know what to do with those two guys. I don't know. You, I, you probably don't split them up at this point, but no, I hope they so. can figure it out. But they have been they have been all over the place. They look better on this road trip. Yeah, but I would Rats hope so against San Jose. Rats with the monster goal last night. Holy shit. Rass is turning is slowly turning into a bit of a game breaker, we noticed. Dude, Rass. okay. Talk about game break. Like Zadora. Like I, I'm like the oh. I love Zadorov, but so in overtime, that play he makes on Zegris, like to me, Zadorov has like more offensive instincts than like <laughs> most of the guys on this team. He had a few Dude, plays where he takes the puck to the net hard last night, but yeah, yeah. He makes that play in overtime where it's like he knows, right? No screwing out. He's going for it to get that puck. Yep. And they get possession because he beats Zegers off the puck and the, leads to the goal. It's a great play. He's fucking crushing, guys. I love that guy. Fuck, he's been great. But you're right, man. Like he when he gets the puck, he's got good dangles. He's got great skates. Like his totally. he's a good skater. It's like one of is he our best skater? <laughs> pound for pound, bro. I can fucking put him on PP1 if you don't. If you well, he was like on PP two last night for a bit, I saw. Yeah, I don't know why you're sticking with fucking Rasmus Anderson and Noah Hannafin, dude. It's fucking stupid. Yeah, Hannafin thing's terrible. So that's first Sharks game. You have to fully lose each. Lindholm gets two. Dubé scores. Lindholm's first start of the game. I mean, anything specific from this game that you want to discuss? Or well, they just kind of like did that thing that they did so well last. And again, it's the Sharks. They were an absolute mess defensively. But when they can yeah, score in bunches like that and put a game away. Right. Yeah, that's that's the thing. They just put the game away. 
in the third period there. It was a 2-1 going into the third. You score two quick ones. Game over. Lindholm scores two quick ones. Put the game away. Yeah. That's what I want. Game, game away. And then it's all just... Whatever like you, you call play, it. You, you played a bit sloppy, but... Man, you really needed that win, and the Lindholm had a great game, and Lucic gets on the board finally. The second game against the Sharks, do the same thing. Dude, he scored two goals in 30 seconds. That was awesome. And Did you hear those t- tied for fifth? Fifth ever? Le- league-wide ever. And at first, you're like, how is that possible? And you think about it, it's like, dude... How hard is it to score two goals in three seconds to start it to start a game right off the hop? Because like, yeah, sure, there's been quick goals in the past two in a row. You got to think, but usually it's like let's say one guy, the centerman, because I think I've seen these on Rock'em Sockums. Mm-hmm. Centerman pushes it through the other centerman's legs, splits the D, goes down, scores. Yeah. But still, that's like what five seconds it takes to do that. Mm-hmm. So then you got to score another goal within 20, 25. Just doesn't happen very often. It's weird because I think the Flames lead the league in first period goals, four, which seems yeah in the first five minutes in the first five minutes of the game. Yeah, in total goals in the first, but they're also fourth worst in terms of first period goals against. So a lot of the time they're either getting the lead or or coming back from an early deficit in the first period. Well, how many fucking times is Marshall with the like? Yeah, there's eight goals right there. Totally. So if they can just like mellow out their starts a bit here, geez, they'd be right. Like you lead the league and if you lead the league in first period goals, you'd think you'd, you know, have more wins, but they're doing, they're blowing leads or they're getting behind too early or they're just not putting games away. So it was good to see them do that this game. And what a freaking, <laughs> what a play by Lucci. Unbelievable. Yeah, that was sweet. That was a great play. Yeah. Well, we're sitting there in the third your third period. You're tied 3-3 against the Sharks. Game two against the Sharks. And I texted you. I'm like, okay, we need a game breaker here. Yeah. There's 10 minutes left in the third. Lucic dishes to Kadri. Kadri snipes. Kadri is the game breaker. Kadri is the game breaker, yeah. And that's what you need. And, hey, if it's not the power play, you got to be doing it with five on five. Be nice if the power play could actually help you win. Imagine what a concept. The power play actually helping you win games, but regardless, you get a you get somebody that breaks the tie, puts you puts you in a good spot. Luchage, what's the insurance? Defoli with the insurance, Kadri with more insurance. Yeah, was, that was a fun game. Yeah, I like Daryl's comments about Kadri afterward. He's like, he shoots to score. Write that down, Jonathan Huberto. Shoots to score. How about he just shoots or just shoots? <laughs> Jonathan, write that down. He shoots. But it's kind of funny, like it's just it blows my mind that Lucic just puts up there every we all have a fit and then he scores and sets up the game winning goal. It's just fucked, Daryl. Yeah, so we discussed the Kings game already, but uh Hubie gets the breakaway. Defoley has that power play goal that helps you get make a three two climb back, Dubay. Dude, that's like yeah, that four minutes. I can just watch that. That four, that so yeah, awesome. that four minutes was the most encouraging thing I've seen in two months. Just play like that. About, they were so good. What do you think about all the penalties? 
I mean, we're taking so many fucking penalties. I think on a nightly basis, we take, what, two or three more penalties than the other team? And some of it is questionable refing calls. But there is, we are undisciplined. Well, I think Daryl made a good point. He said these are a lot of stick penalties where the guy's like stick isn't isn't leaving the ice. And what did he say? It was like those tell me that like those are slow moving penalties. It's like guys aren't mo- guys aren't playing fast enough. Guys are kind of standing around a lot. And I think that's kind of true. Like a lot of these penalties are just poor penalties from you know not moving your feet, not moving around, not taking the body, doinking around. Doink. Doink. Let's well, we see. I think duck. we're we're definitely one of the most highly penalized teams in the league. Oh yeah, for sure. The graffiti. They got their two goals on the on the power play. Stone Richie, do that Anderson snipe. Holy fuck! You're looking that up right now. Penalties. Yeah, I'm looking at penalties right now. I'm pretty sure we lead the. We're one of the hot. Yeah, teams like Philly, Calgary, Minnesota, Florida, Arizona. We're kind of in the top so, five, six. This is like what the this is the third game this mm-hmm. season that Rasmus Anderson has the last shot of the game. This guy's turning into a bit of a game breaker, eh? Which I like because again, I'm I've been he was so good last year, and I've kind of been whining about his defensive play. But if he can be like Darnell Nurse for us, it's like yeah, I don't care if you suck it. at defense. Be like that. It, be Darnell Nurse for us at half the price. Well, don't suck at defense, but just be. You Try can be not aver- to suck at defense. You can be average if you're fucking scoring this much. He made a terrible play again. Huberto makes a bad play in overtime, but Anderson also not great in that overtime against LA. But he's quietly like, what is he on pace for? Like sixty points, Rasmus. And part of this is fucking this Daryl too, right? Putting him in there for the shootouts and shit. Daryl has relied on him heavily. He is he is playing a shit ton of minutes, for better or for worse, some nights. He's he's always usually leading the team in time on ice. Yeah, that's true. All right, this little uh four-game road road stretch. You want to close any thoughts on this thing? Yeah, just one more thing on Anderson. He leads the team this year with four game winning goals. No. Yeah. See, I'm telling you, game breaker. Leads the team? Leads the team. Wow. Rasmus has four. Kadri has three. Razichka has two. Tofoli has okay, two. Hold. I'm going to write that. I'm going to pull the fan base. Okay. Say that again. Rasmus has Rasmus. four leading. Yeah. Kadri has three. Yeah. Razichka and Tofoli each have two. Crazy. Let's give. I'm gonna quit, pull the fan base and see. If That's I can figure that out. dude. Game. If he, yeah, exactly. If he can, because again, like you, I, I'm always looking for guys like that. Those because those are the guys Daryl says have to be better this year. Some of them have been. Some of them haven't. Those guys who were here last year in that age range, who need to take a step this year. All right. Um, I pulled the fan base. We're at 652 votes. Who's been the MVP? So far, up to the Christmas break for you. Whoa, I got it's uh, tough, man. I got I I narrowed it down to four players: Tanev, Lindholm, Kadri, and Toffoli. Yeah, I've only had one other person say Backlund. 
No, but but I would say for the most part, everybody is in agreement since one of those four players. Tanev with like how many? So Tanev last night against the Ducks. The thing about Chris Tanev is like you kind of forget sometimes how good he is. He makes yeah because so nothing plays. happens. Yeah, he makes so many plays that just like fix mistakes or like just so many plays that end threats or so many plays that like don't show up in any like real manner on a on a stat sheet or any way. It's just like you you have to watch to know like how like Uyghur gives the puck away last night with like how many seconds left. Oh. Like in the last 20 seconds, right up the gut, guy has a wide open oh. lane and have just like blocks it, no problem. Dude, could you imagine if they scored on that? Fuck. So yeah, Christy, it's hard to not I Chris think Tanev it's is so important to this team. And you look at their record without him, and it's just like he's <laughs> the most important player on this team. Yeah. I would go ten at one to fully two. Cloudery and Lindholm tied for three. Yeah, that sounds about right to me. I it's I think if Dubé keeps playing like yeah, not up to this point though. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's Tanev uh, one and then maybe Tafoli or Lindholm. I think Tafoli's been great this year. Tafoli's probably been their best player. He's been their like, most consistent, especially in terms of putting the buck in the net. But Tanev, in terms of guys who Tanev's the most important player on this team. All right, man. Um, and I like how he's just like back now. Eh? Literally gets like a slap shot to the head. He's back after like two days. Of course he is. You could, he, dude, you could literally amputate one of his legs. He'd still play. Dude, you literally said it best. It was like, he's just like probably going to come out with like an eye patch. It's like, yeah, they sucked my eye out of the socket. I'm fine. I only need one, right? <laughs> It's All crazy right, man. because like uh, who somebody had somebody had the injury he had and is like out for the season. I can't remember who they posted it though. It's maybe somebody on the Avs, and it's like they're shut down for the season. It's like that's the same injury the Tanif played in the playoffs with. It's just he's he's crazy, dude. Yeah. All right, coming back from the break, like we mentioned, you got Edmonton and then Seattle back to back nights. You got to travel to Seattle. That might be kind of shitty. And then you got Vancouver coming up for the New Year's game, which we'll be at. So that should be fun. Um, but yeah, coming up this week, all games within your division, you have you have to win two out of these, out of these three games coming up. Cushion, cushion is a pillow with feathers, right? You know, for everyone that thought I was a liability in the playoffs, you can kiss my ass. 